Welcome to Modern Practice. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Villanueva, Senior Principal for Operations and Quality of Visiting. I'm also a practicing internist. Now in this episode, I'll continue my review of lessons learned from the past couple of years. So in our last episode, we talked about mental health. And part of that is also addiction. Studies have shown that alcohol-related deaths pretty much in all ages has increased in the last two years, in addition to suicides and accidental overdoses. Also, not only this not being a condition or conditions that are affecting the young, but even the elderly. I preface again, as I said in the previous episode, mental health issues and now adding addiction has nothing to do with weakness in character. An addiction is a condition in which the drug, whether it be alcohol or drugs itself, actually takes over your mind. The majority of addicts did not sign their yearbooks by saying, when I grow up, I want to be an addict. In fact, many of people fell this way for many conditions in which, quite frankly, they lost control. And even though they may be acting selfish, if you will, or, or seem to be self-absorbed and all they want to do is get access to their drug, whether it be alcohol or even that of other drugs that are out there, you need to keep in mind that this is a medical condition and they need help. Many times the addiction doesn't allow them or even help them try to seek that help. And quite frankly, they need our support itself. We also need improved access to addiction treatment in our country as well. In addition to more mental health specialists that specialize in the areas of addiction. Many of us may not even consider ourselves to be alcoholics, but quite frankly, we need to be honest. We may be consuming more alcohol now than we did prior to the pandemic. And even though moderate use of alcohol has been associated with improvement in certain conditions of cholesterol, as a whole, everything in life is just based on moderation. There have been studies that shown among those people that don't drink at all, they have improved outcomes in reference to cancer and other chronic diseases. But I preface again, everything in life is based on moderation. If you're a gentleman, studies have shown that if you're having more than two alcoholic drinks per day, that it could lead to untoward effects. And ladies, that's actually one serving of alcohol as well could be the case. So I preface again, be kind to yourself. I've also noted that we actually have a capacity towards resilience. We got together as a country. We got together as health systems, many of them actually working in silos, departments working in silos. But I found that many organizations started working together. You had competing organizations helping each other out in reference to supply chain issues, in addition to resources with clinicians as well. We have this capacity. We also, on many occasions, saw that we were having people work on top of license, having our nurse practitioners and PAs work on top of license, and using other providers that we may not have considered traditionally, that of our pharmacists as well. So I believe that there's an opportunity to continue with the issue with access that we have right now by having your care mob and having people work on top of license. One thing that we do realize now from just many of the workforce issues that occur in healthcare is that we also have to learn to do more with less resources. And quite frankly, it needs to be less burdensome. We need to take a step back as an industry. What are things that are wasteful on what we do in reference to, and I'm just giving my own opinion here, in reference to how we're using documentation, how we're doing other steps that we're using highly paid professionals that can be done by other resources that are less costly? What can we do to engage more our patients and or their families in the care and in the outcomes of what they do? But we need to learn to do more with less. And these episodes have to occur with less burdensome. The EMR is an area where we need to make it easier to use. 
And part of that process resulted in behaviors that we just didn't realize were going to be an issue. And that was an example being with copying and pasting of the medical record. It's gotten to the point where with certain specialties in my own practice, I have no idea what's going on with the patient right now when I'm really in the EMR. And quite frankly, I get some substance of what's going on by just, quite frankly, reading the last sentence of the note itself. So we need to make episodes or we need to make processes to improve on the documentation, but also to make it easier among our clinicians, because quite frankly, studies have shown, and particularly I do need to say that there's a somewhat generational issue involved with this, but there is opportunity. The next one is also in reference to community is essential, specifically when it comes to technology, how we use technology to keep an eye on our patients and determine trends on their care by checking their heart rates, their weight, their fluid intake, and even their blood pressure. Other resources that we could do to using avatars to engage our patients on not only their physical activity, but what they're bringing in reference to their diets. Also monitoring to encourage what's going on in reference to ambulation and making an effort to not get the nearest parking space, but actually get the farthest parking space to encourage further episodes of ambulation. I also like to preface a comment that I saw on Instagram, but unfortunately I couldn't see who the author was, which is if you don't take time or you don't make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. Health in your own case is an investment. As we start getting older, quite frankly, as I have been getting older, if I don't make an investment in my own care, having screening tests for cancer, whether it be colon or even prostate, making an effort to decrease my cholesterol, decrease my chances of actually getting diabetes or controlling my hypertension, the untoward events of doing that, even though I'm feeling fine in my younger age, is that I start then having to invest time on taking care of the end results of those conditions. What's the most common symptom involved with high blood pressure? The answer is there aren't any symptoms. So it makes it very frustrating for many of us that we have to take a pill or even change our diets because of this condition where my blood pressure is high. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that in many cases, if you don't control your blood pressure, you'll increase your chances of having a stroke or a heart attack, in addition to affecting your kidneys and, quite frankly, even going to renal failure. If I don't control my diet or increase my activity, it increases specifically my chances of getting diabetes, especially if there's already a family history of diabetes. And in our country as a whole, most patients even have diabetes for five years before it's discovered, and many of the untoward events from the disease is already occurring. Matter of fact, diabetes is the number one cause of renal failure or kidney failure that results in having to go into hemodialysis. It's also the number one cause of blindness in our country as well. I'd like to finish things off by a comment I made in the previous episode, and that's just being kind to one another in addition to being kind to ourselves. I get frustrated when I'm out on the road. I get frustrated by how other people are driving. I get frustrated when I go to the gym and I see somebody using for a prolonged amount of time and equipment that I'm trying to use. Lots of things frustrate me, but I need to keep in mind that I need to realize and be mindful that it's my problem. I'm letting myself get frustrated by someone else's actions. And the owner of that is me. How I go through my day, how I deal with situations is on me. I can either choose to internalize it, frustrate me, which does affect my health, or I could just choose to say, you know what? There are really far more important things in life that I need to worry about. My happiness belongs to me. My joy belongs to me. I will not forfeit it to anybody else. Well, this is our special episode of our podcast. And if you have any additional questions pertaining to modern practice or simply need to send us your comments, 
please contact me or email me at modernpracticepodcast at visionc.com. We've posted a link in our resource section. And please join us for other Modern Practice Podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments. I'm Dr. Tom Villanueva. Thanks so much for listening.